Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I'm trying to, you know, I'm battling a little bit of a cold. Doing pretty good. I had the worst is behind me, but I get to, I get the opportunity to work from home for the rest of the week, so kind of nice i get to work from home it's a little bit tough with kids around though some but i was pretty productive today so overall win and then tomorrow's friday i uh, i thought today was was wednesday for most of the day and then finding out it's thursday because nate posts some falcons thing in the in the chat i was like oh there's thursday night football going on who's playing oh it's those birds versus those cats and it's like, ah, it's all right. I don't need to watch that. Doesn't no. look like, I looked at the box score. doesn't look like I'm missing much. No, those are two terrible teams. Look, it's like, <laughs> of course they're playing on Thursday night. Right. Makes sense. Is it, are you watching any of the game? No. Okay. I thought there was supposed to be like a lot of rain or something because of a hurricane or I don't know. Yeah. Just two terrible teams, terrible offenses playing in a hurricane. Sounds like Big Ten football. Sounds like an Iowa matchup. <laughs> All right. So, first I want to tell everyone, make sure we're downloading, we're rating, reviewing uh, these podcasts. Something I don't have here on the show sheet, but I wanted to talk about because I found it was interesting. Usually, the uh, Shrine Bowl waits until after the senior bowl players have been like selected well apparently they are really trying to compete against the senior bowl i don't know if you've heard this but they but they're like you'd think like in the draft process like hey they want to give people a, a chance to shine well apparently there's a lot of territory in here and like coaches are starting to get pissed like why why is the senior bowl like so good like we're good so they have already started like sending out offers. I don't know if kids can accept them and then reject them later. I assume you can. I don't know. It's your future. That's what I would do. But yeah. they have, I think, two people that accepted for the Shrine Bowl that was were interesting. Zay Flowers, Boston College wide receiver, and Aiden O'Connell, Purdue quarterback. So some guys that I kind of thought you, they would be at the senior bowl type thing and the shrine bowl has them. So that'll be something I'll be interested to watch to see if that gets more split up. Cause from my understanding, the senior bowl has like all, all the coaches scouts go to this while the shrine bowl is like some people go to it. Now, I know the Shrine has left Ames and gone to Las Vegas. So I wonder if all the scouts are also going to go there too. I'm just kind of curious on what kind of names go there. So interesting. The scouts are probably going to follow the players, right? I mean, they already have somewhat of an idea. They're not going to get their first glimpse of the guy at either the Senior Bowl or the Shrine Bowl. It'll be interesting, though, uh, if if I'm a player – and that's kind of the stigma, at least it seems to me, with the Senior Bowl. 
that I don't just sit on this offer and wait till I get my senior bowl. Or Zay Flowers not a senior bowl level player. Like which like which one is it? Like I would think he's good enough for the senior bowl, so why hasn't he got an invite? I would I would think Flowers is like the type of player they're targeting to get to the senior bowl. Right. Like he just fits like that mold. So it it's it's definitely interesting. Oh, is he getting word that he's not good enough for the senior bowl and he has to go to or is this, you know, the changing of the guard where now this is competitive. So something to watch. Um I haven't Where, where's the senior bowl at? The senior bowl's in Mobile, Alabama. I'd rather go to Vegas. <laughs> so I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. The only, I mean the only difference is like you got the Right now is the scouting there, but then you're coached by an NFL staff for a week. So, very interesting. So, something to watch for recruiting, or not recruiting, but uh, draft day process people who, who really are interested in that stuff. Something I found interesting and I'll be kind of keeping tabs on. So, I want to get into a quick hitter. I want to do a QB game with you, Jacob. I'm going to give you two players... Uh, both quarterbacks, I try to find like same situations. So like, oh, if it's a new coach, you know, I'll take that. Even if they're like a quarterback who's been in the league for so many years, like what were they like at that time? And then you can tell me as a NFL team, this is what I would do. And then as a fantasy manager, this is like which player I'd pick. So, player A has a 61.5% completion rate for 2,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, while rushing for about 500 yards and 5 touchdowns. Okay. Player B, 64.2 completion rate, so better completion rate, about 1,300, a little over 1,300 yards passing, so less. 10 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, rushing for 602 yards, and 4 touchdowns. So about the same on the ground. Player B's 100 more on the ground, 1 less touchdown. Passing is about the same, but yardage is down. But completion rate is higher. Um, I think for like the for like actual football... I'm probably going to take the more efficient player, whoever's. I'll probably take player B, I think, for, like, actual football. Player A for fantasy, obviously. I mean, he's just got better counting stats. So, for you, for you that aren't doing quick math, uh, player A is 216.64 fantasy points in our league, while player B is 185.05 in our league. So I won't I won't reveal them yet, but for fantasy you say player A for uh, real football player B. All right, game number two, player A, sixty four point eight percent completion rate, twelve hundred yards passing, seven touchdowns, six interceptions, rushing for four hundred yards and three touchdowns. Player B, a little bit less of a completion rate, sixty one point three. 1,800 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, and rushing for 432 yards and 5 touchdowns. So about the same rushing, 
about the same passing with the exception of yardage. Um, more for player B. So for real football and then fantasy football, which which player do you like here? I, I'm going player B. On both of them? Yeah, because I think the, I don't know. I don't even know if like it's true like statistically, but seven touchdowns and six interceptions, that just always looks bad. So, you know? so in game number two that we just did here, who do you think these players are? I don't know. Quarterbacks? Yep, they are quarterbacks. One is for your Philadelphia Eagles. Player B, who you selected to be your quarterback and your fantasy quarterback. That is Jalen Hurts through uh, his first eight games with a new head coach, with a new system, all that stuff. Player A is a Bears quarterback, Justin <laughs> Fields. So in this one, again, first eight weeks with a new head coach, you know, new system. So you decided, you know, you want your Eagles. Yes. Game one. But also, also, thank God I got that one right. <laughs> Game one, who do you think player A and player B are? Is player A, is player B Lamar? No. Okay, then I don't know. Player <laughs> player B is Justin Fields through oh. nine weeks. Of the NFL season this year with a new head coach, uh, I did. I did. I didn't want to. I don't want to cherry pick games like, oh, you, you can't. You can't say this game didn't happen. It happened. So I wanted to kind of split them up, and then player player A is Hurts. So you said for real football, you want you want Justin Fields as your quarterback, and for fantasy, Hurts. So I didn't. I guess I didn't realize how big of a a uh, Justin Fields fan you were, and I'm sure Grim's gonna love to, you know, hear how much you love Justin Fields. I mean, comparing I him have... to a Lamar Jackson, it was oh man. Listen, listen, <laughs> I had two choices, right? But I chose Jalen Hurts three times. You did, you did. That is yeah. that is true, but you heard it here, Grim. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, same quarterback. Pretty much in Belleville's eyes. So yeah. clip clip this, keep it close to your heart, write it down, do what you need to. That'll be a great one for you. Thanks for being a good sport there on that game. That was I was just kinda I was kinda curious. I was like, what is what is Justin Fields like upside? What's his ceiling? And I was like, is it hurts? So then I started digging into the stats and that's when I came up with with that. And I was a little bit, sh- I was a little shocked, but not just of like how close he was to Hertz, I guess. Yeah. With how bad that offense has really looked, but then I think, well, Hertz didn't really have anybody to throw to last year. I mean, he he had Devonta Smith. Yeah, but... he had Smith, but like, but I would also much rather prefer the Eagles' 
wide receiver core last year to the Bears wide receiver core this year. Yeah, I think just Devonta Smith is better than <laughs> have, yeah. But so I don't know. Very very interesting. So that, thank you for playing that game. That was that was fun to put together. I'm gonna get right into the NCAA news. We've already started our our playoffs, so some of this is uh, won't be too helpful. But tweet Joe Wilson is out for the year. Mario Williams will be a game time decision, and Lavelle Davis is in the concussion protocol, so I doubt he plays. Luke has Izzy and Marshawn Lloyd that are likely to play, who missed last week. Brett uh, Spencer Sanders. I doubt he plays. I uh, haven't heard anything, but based on betting and watching lines, I would assume that Spencer Sanders is not going to play. Jacob Rakeem Jarrett's going to be a game-time decision, and Quentin Johnson so far hasn't been practicing um, with an ankle injury. So good thing we got a bye week, so you can go for that 102 here. Get him healthy. We got Patrick... Addison misses some practice on Monday and, and Tuesday, but he's still expected to play. Grim, uh, Keaton Thompson, uh, he might play. Grayson McCall, he's sidelined for three to six weeks with a foot injury that he suffered in last week's game against Appalachian State. Something to just keep monitoring. It was interesting with Marshawn Lloyd out for South Carolina last week. Jaheim Bell had 16 carries for like 53, 56 yards as a tight end. So very interesting. Just something to keep your eye on. If, you know, we get into the playoffs here, you start next week and Marshawn Lloyd's out for some reason, putting him in a tight end spot and getting carries pretty valuable, I think. Uh, Nate Dontavian Wicks is day-to-day. Jabari Small is supposedly set to play this week. Chad Charbonnet was a surprise and active. I was curious because he was had his helmet and everything. I watched that game and just never got in. So, But he was in on drills on Tuesday, so I would expect him to play this week. Phil Djokovic, no practice on Tuesday, would not expect to see him. Uh, and cowing is supposed to be a game-time decision. I know with those Pac-12 games, they are a little bit tough with trying to set your lineups. Chad, you have a game this week, so you might want to check to see who you got in, what times they play, because cowing is a, is a pretty good player for you, so I'd hate for you to lose out, but also you, you need to get some points this week. And then Ian K.J. Jefferson, he had a sore arm and he hasn't been practicing. And then, oh, oh, sweet Lou Nichols. Yep. Maction came. He played. Their team played on Wednesday. He did not play. You have him in your lineup. You're going to be playing. You make it in as a six seed. You're already playing one player down. That is a tough one. So that wraps it up for the NCAA news. What do we got for NFL news, Jacob? So really the only like interesting NFL news that I had was Jeff Saturday was named the head coach of the Colts in the interim. But um, I just thought it was interesting because obviously like for fans and everything, they're probably trying to tank. They're probably not too concerned about winning too many games. I always wonder when teams do this, though, when front offices 
like take an approach of almost tanking where it's obvious. Players got to feel a certain way about that. I'll be- I mean, the the average NFL career is three years, and you're going to say that this year it doesn't matter for me. And you know, what if I'm in a contract year? What if I'm trying to get paid, and we just go out there and we run the ball fifty times and lose? Or you know what I mean? it's like the other thing is, does Jonathan Taylor play more games, or he's already banged up? Like, you know, why don't you kind of sit another couple games out, or? Oh, you went out there and got banged up again. We're we're just going to shut you down. We need you ready for next year. Well, and that's the other issue, right? Like, the, the Colts would be like, hey, we need you for, ready for next year, so why don't you sit these last eight games out? But then when he it comes time for him to get a contract, they're going to be like, well, your total yardage, not that awesome compared to these other guys. You had me sit half a year. You know what I mean? Like, Teams just play these games, and players kind of play them back. So it'll be interesting to see, like, if there are certain players that are just like, get me out of here. It it definitely feels weird with how the Colts have been for a majority of our lives. And then this year just kind of seems totally different of, like, just how they're conducting everything. I don't know. It, it seems weird. Even when they had like the Andrew Luck season, or like the the season where they got they Peyton Manning was hurt, they get Andrew Luck. Like even that season was different. It felt different. Yeah, basically ever since Peyton left, the Colts have been just kind of a weird organization. Do you think Jeff Saturday asked Peyton Manning to come back and play quarterback this weekend? No. Two, if he were to play, would he be better than Sam Ellinger? Probably. Well, no, he was really bad that last <laughs> He probably hasn't thrown a football since then. Who knows? Yeah, that, that was a pretty bad noodle arm there. That defense really carried him that last year. Yeah. Like, he was basically out there just to, like, check to the run game. And, <laughs> like, say, as, and say Omaha. Yeah, try and draw somebody off sides. All right, well, league news, Malik Willis stat update. He gets a start against the Chiefs in week nine. He goes five for 16 for 80 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He ran the ball eight times for 40 40 yards, but he could not lead his team to victory in a 17 to 20 point loss. What can Malik Willis do better, Jacob, from a leadership standpoint to help guide this team to more victories? Honestly, I think there's just one big game around the corner, and you know, if he has that one big game, then we'll be talking about him like he's he's Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah, maybe. It only took Justin Fields one big game. Only one big game it took him. That big rushing game, three touchdowns. What was it? A hundred and like twenty yards passing or something? Yeah, I think. He's better than Michael Vick, though. Him on the on the ground. I heard some some place say that, and I was like, okay, he may have broken a record, but no one's better than Michael Vick on the on the ground as a rushing quarterback. Just, no, I mean it's like Vick and Lamar, and then I don't really know who else it would even like would even be in that same tier. 
But so probably Jalen Hurts. <laughs> probably Jalen Hurts. No. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. So, the first game he's ever ran. So I, mean, I I gotta watch the first half of this game and I am not a Malik Willis fan from a quarterback standpoint. He had a couple th- – I only watched the first half, but he did have a couple throws that looked pretty good, and I just couldn't help but watch. Like, granted, I knew they were going to just hand the ball off a lot, but it really seems like they have not tailoring anything to Malik Willis and what he does well. They're just like, hey, Malik, do what Ryan Tannehill does, which is not what Malik excels at. It's, it's scrambling no. around, so – Part of me wonders, like, just watching uh, Vrabel's face during that game when things happen, like, I just don't even think he wants him on the team. Like, I, I'm i curious on who made this selection. And I feel like it was upper management and Vrabel's just like, whatever. Yeah, maybe. So, something to watch. We did have a trade. Our trade counter goes up to 73. We had Nate get Damian Pierce and a 2023 NFL first for uh, trading away to Ian, Brandon Ayuk, Zamir White, and Trevor Etienne. What were your initial thoughts here, Jacob? Oh, I thought Ian crushed this one. I mean, Damian Pierce for me just has, like, get rid of him, get him off your roster, and get... A boatload for him right now. I'm I'm a big fan of getting wide receivers, and I think this is great for Ian. and And he gets Trevor Etienne on his college side, which I'm not like a huge believer in Trevor Etienne yet. But like, I don't hate him. <laughs> he, he's he's doing all right. Um, and Zamir White, Ian owns Josh Jacobs. Granted, he's not extended right now but he's got that backfield kind of locked down now so good play by Ian something I was curious about was like hey where did Damian Pierce go he was drafted by Ian in the 45th round in our startup and that's what he got for him so I I don't I think based on records I mean Nate's trying to make some moves Maybe he doesn't like what Brandon Ayuk will look like next year with... uh, FYI, he just made another trade. What? (laughs) Josh Palmer. Nate gets Josh Palmer. uh, Brett gets Jamal Williams and Noah Brown. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it definitely helps Nate for the short term. Like he's gonna make the playoffs now. Bye week's gonna make the playoffs. Bye week's no longer a bye week. Um and with Mike Williams out, Keenan Allen out, short term success, I think. I don't know how much I, I view Palmer as a long term play, but I mean we play a lot of guys and he'll be useful. Yeah. I guess I'm more shocked that Brett made a trade. Yeah. Like, how did that communication happen? How did... What? How many is that for him? Uh, that is now in year two. That er, Yeah, in year two, that is his third trade. Oh, wow. So, Brett's, Brett's moving. 
Brett's moving and grooving, making making moves, making things happen. So yeah, I mean, I think Damian Pierce right now, like obviously, rest of season outlook, he's probably going <coughs> to produce points. Um, but the reality is, is he went he went day three. Those guys just get replaced. I mean, you saw it with Michael Carter got replaced by Brees Hall. You saw it with Elijah uh, Mitchell in San Francisco. Now he's got freaking Christian McCaffrey in front of him. Like, those guys just tend to lose their job. So, Nate's doing what he can to, to win this year. And he's definitely, you know, Nate's really moving and grooving. He was, like, super old last year. And then he got super young, and now he's back to evening it out. So, kudos, Nate, to to what you've been doing. So, we're going to get into the Week 10 recaps. So, let's see here. i got to pull up some of the matchups, but let me go with here. Game 1, Luke versus Patrick. It's biscuits. It's gravy. Luke wins big. Luke captures the number one overall seed. Not much to talk about here. Then we've got Tweet and Jacob. Jacob's team was lost without Judkins this week. But Bijan showed why he is has to be a first-round pick uh, in this upcoming draft. He, uh, let's see, where is, where is he? Bijan had two receptions for 34 yards, 209 yards rushing and a touchdown. Just, I, I can't wait for him to be in the NFL. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see where he goes. Yep. You know, I they always talk about how, like, you don't take a running back in the first round or whatever, but the reality is the reason running backs like him get taken in the first round is just because there's a very high likelihood that this is going to be a productive player. And you, you're not always guaranteed that with your first-round picks at other positions. So it's it's almost like a really high-floor player. We don't, we'll see what the ceiling is, but... I'm, I'm excited to, to see where he goes. So, Tweet wins this one, but he loses, like I said, uh, Joel Wilson for his playoff run. Tweets might be looking at some zeros from that position going forward. But Tweet earns the number five seed. Corey versus Brett. This one was Bo Nix and Clayton Toon. So, just an amazing... I didn't get to watch any of the game, but that game with Houston and uh, SMU, fire. Just stats galore. Amazing. 63-77. to 77. So, for Brett, he plays Clayton Toon. 527 yards passing, 7 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 111 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown. Good for 74.18 points. Just amazing. Bo Nix, a waiver wire pickup, used to be on Patrick's team. Patrick dropped him. I am not a Bo Nix believer, but going to Oregon, they seem to be doing something systematically there that is working for Bo Nix. He was 274 yards passing, two touchdowns, one reception, 18 yards receiving, a touchdown reception, 16 yards rushing, and two rushing touchdowns. So he had two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. Good for 45.36 points. 
Is Bonex a dark horse Heisman candidate? At least getting just an invite, not winning it, but he gets an yeah. invite. Yeah, I think he is. I I think he might get an invite. I also hope Caleb Williams gets an invite, but I, I, I've been very surprised with Bo Nix this year. But in that game, uh, Brett earns the number two seed. Then we've got Grimm versus Nate. So this is the matchup we're all watching. So this one would be Webb versus Neal. So in this one, we've got Devin Neal gets six receptions for 110 yards, 224 yards rushing in a touchdown, good for 45.4 points. LaDamian Webb, another waiver wire pickup by Nate's team, had 247 yards rushing and four touchdowns, good for 48.7 points. Nate would need all those points to help him in this victory. In a horse race, there's a term called a closer. A horse who runs best in the latter part of the race, coming from off the pace. This is not grim. Nate wins. Nate earns that number three seed. Congratulations, Nate. Now, Ian, if he wins, he gets that sixth seed. If he loses, Grim gets that sixth seed. So now it comes down to Ian versus Chad. So in this one, we have Austin Reed and Valade for uh, the Golden Domers. Valade has 10 receptions from the running back spot for 89 yards. He has 92 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns, and a two-point conversion, good for 42.1 points. While Austin Reed put up some numbers, it was like the first quarter he already had like four touchdowns. So he had 409 yards passing, six passing touchdowns, minus eight yards rushing, good for 51.56. Unfortunately, Ian did not play a quarterback by the name of Tanner Mordecai in that heavy output game, which would have scored him 80.56 points. Just amazing. 379 yards passing, 9 passing touchdowns, 54 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown. It didn't matter. Ian pulls out the victory in this one. So, despite his poor management, Ian wins. Coupled with a non-closer, Ian gets that 6th seed. So, going into the playoffs, I've got the Bears picks. He's not able to make it with us tonight, which is, you know, a a shame because we all love it when Tweet's on. But here we go. So we've got only two games this week. We've got a lot of buys. So we've got Tweet versus Chad, Ian versus Nate. So the Bear went 4-1 last week. And the Bear rounds out his regular season with a 33-17 and 17 overall record. But now it's time to talk playoffs. Hot Dog Water versus Nate. Holy mother of God. Team Hot Dog Water made it happen. They made the playoffs. Nate's team got a big win last week, letting Hot Dog Water into the playoffs with his W. This sets up for a huge matchup and a fun one for sure. What Nate's team gives he taketh away nate knocks off hot dog water out of the playoffs just as fast as he let him in tweet versus chad 
Tweet is coming in on a high note, and Chad just lost. What will we see in the shootout this week? Tweet is looking for revenge, and Chad is hoping to squeak out another win. Which fat boy will reign supreme? The bear likes Tweet to get the W in this one. So apparently, uh, Tweet's going to... I think if Tweet wins this one, he will uh, do like Stone Cold Steve Austin with some bush lattes. But those are the wor- the words of of the bear. So only two two matchups this week. Um, like I said, a lot of injuries. So just kind of watch your guys, see if they play at all, see if they take this week off, something to just kind of monitor going into this one. Power rankings after week ten. Our power rankers have given us their consensus. Luke at the top, no change. Brett at second with no change. Tweet at third with no change. Nate at four with no change. Chad at five with no change. Ian at six with no change. Makes sense. All those teams are in the playoffs. Dennis at seven with no change. Corey moves up one spot to eight. Jake moves down one spot to nine. And Patrick stays at ten. What do you think about moving down one spot, Jacob? I think it's probably... I think I said last week on here I shouldn't have moved up one spot. Maybe they listened to you, or or maybe you just didn't score enough points. Maybe maybe I talked some sense into the boys. I don't know. Sometimes you just feel talking sense. El- I, I moved up one spot as I get eliminated from playoffs. That's <laughs> what I understand. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all of our college news, all of our college matchups. Let's uh, – Take it away, Jacob. Give us our NFL breakdown for Week 9. All right, NFL Week 9 recap. This week, we saw some absolutely abysmal scores. Four teams put up respectable numbers. The other six would have struggled to win a standard league with five less starters. So the first matchup we have was Patrick versus Ian. Patrick gets the win, but no one should feel good about their rest-of-season outlook. Ian gets his seventh loss on the year and can probably just start focusing on 2023. With five regular season matchups left, playoffs are improbable for the reigning champ. Man. Things have really come crashing down. It's What a fall from grace, you know? Matthew Stafford leads them to victory a lot last year. Matthew Stafford hurt. Matthew Stafford in the concussion protocol. Like, he might not even play this week. I don't know who Ian's going to roll out there. Don't roll anybody out. <laughs> All right, the next one we have is Luke versus Tweet. Luke Brides made once again in total points. He played a Bishop Sycamore team this week, still looking to find their identity. Owner Aaron Tweet has named former All-Pro wide receiver former semifinalist on Dancing with the Stars, current rap artist, and the most wanted man in Dubai, Antonio Brown, as his interim head coach. When asked what prompted the coaching move, he replied, he's got a piece on him. He was then asked how the players would feel about him naming a head coach with little to no experience. Would it cause any friction in the locker room? Mr. Aaron Tweet replied, with a hog like that, there better be some friction. <laughs> um, 
I'm not too worried about the total points. It's all about the record. Sometimes you just need to get a win as a win. Uh, side note, um, 27 Dresses is like probably got to be my all-time favorite movie. Um, you know, always being a bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. But yeah, having Antonio Brown as a coach, that's a big move. So Huge. a lot of things are happening there in that uh, locker room for, for Tweet. Huge, huge piece of manly move. Just huge. I can't explain how huge it is. Yeah. Yep, so definitely that locker room. We'll see how the players react. You know, are they intimidated or aroused? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if uh, (laughs) Tweet's team can break. I don't know. I'll come up with a number. Let's see here. Can Tweet's team break over under 105 points? This week? Yeah. He's projected for 124. 105. Does Antonio Brown help him stay over 105? I think we're going to find out. I don't like it, Bob. I don't like it. I think Antonio Brown's going to go nuclear in that locker room. He might take his shirt off and go out on the field. He might. He just (laughs) might. All right, next one, Nate versus Grimm. According to our power rankers, the number five ranked team defeated the number four ranked team. Once considered a bye week, now Nate's squad finds themselves at six and three. This team is gelling. They also have some serious pieces hitting their roster come the NFL draft. This rebuild took less than half a season. Salute to Nate. The turnaround from an aging, productive roster to what they have now and going forward is pretty incredible. Outside of Patrick's startup college team and Luke's college and NFL squads, Nate probably has the most players that we should all be envious of. This is just how you manage a roster. Being active, making moves, doing great things. I I love it. Great job, Nate. Keep it up. Then we had Corey versus Chad. Corey moves to 8-1 and one on the back of a 126-point performance. This is nuts. This is just nuts. The amount of single-digit fantasy points in this matchup was alarming. Corey had four starters score nothing. Chad, what do you think that means for your future? I think Chad needs to get busy. We know you're a Raiders fan, but you don't need to become them. Right now, you're a long way ways away from competing on the NFL side. Trade some, trade some of your aging studs and rebuild like Nate did. So there were 17 players that scored in the single digits between both teams. Yeah, I, I opened up the matchup and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> wow. I didn't realize that. That's, that is alarming. Nate... Nate better Nate better teach uh, cellar dwellers how to turn this around. To be fair, both teams would have beaten Tweet. <laughs> the tweet Tweet would have had he didn't even break a hundred ninety eight point eight two. He would have got beat by twenty eight points. Woof. Last matchup was me versus Brett. 
This one had me worried. Uh, Joe Mixon has basically been a touchdown regression candidate for four years, and it, he cashed them all in last weekend. Um, he scored five times, squeaked out a win, on to week 10 with my matchup with Luke. At this point in the season, this matchup could could very well decide which of us is the three seed or one seed. Obviously, that's only if Corey ever loses. Yeah, I've got, I did look at what I have for an upcoming schedule just a bit ago, and I get the opportunity to play you this week and then Corey later. So if I can pull out a couple wins, like at this point, still control my own destiny. So we're going to talk to the guys. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to see how Zeke's feeling. He might get the start. Uh, he, he's not feeling too good right now. So probably going to, going to lead on Kareem Hunt this week. Um, Daniel Jones has been super fucking annoying. He wants to really play. Uh, but I, I'm like, we're going to have Dak play. He's like, oh, I'm really mobile and I can play. I was like, eh, it's, it's all right. He's like, but I'm definitely better than Davis Mills. I was like, eh, let's, let's hold up. We'll let Dak take us where we want to go. So Dak's getting the start, but I tell you, if Daniel Jones performs this week, I'm not going to hear the end of it. It's going to be super annoying. So I'm going to need Dak to to put it together. Yeah, we're, we're letting Lamar take the week off. Um, but that's just because we've – we're thinking about having Christian McCaffrey play wide receiver, running back, and quarterback. So, so he, he's going to you know kind of help us get over the hump and beat you this week. I am not looking forward to – that Chargers defense is so bad against the run. Christian They've been so bad this year. Christian McCaffrey, as a 49ers fan, I'm going to really enjoy it. But then also, like, oh, crap, there's another long run by McCaffrey, another touchdown. It'll be – I'm excited to see what it looks like with Debo, Ayuk, yep. Kittle, like all that put together, minus Lance. But I'm excited to see what that looks like on Sunday Night Football. Yep, should be good. So now our power rankings for week nine. The top three didn't change. Luke stayed at one, Corey two, me three. Nate moved up one spot to number four. Grim moved down one spot to five. Brett moved up one spot to six. Patrick down one spot to seven. Ian, Chad, and Tweet bringing up the the end. No change. At eight, nine, and ten. All right. Well, that does it. You got anything else tonight? Not really. Nope. We were efficient in this one. I'm not we gonna were. lie. We uh, we're like 43 minutes into it. Very efficient. It's probably, it's probably like I think last time maybe 25 beers have been drank before <laughs> that. So. It was messy. Yeah, it was messy. This one was good. This one was good and quick. So next episode will be uh, Thursday. What what day is that? The 17th at 9 p.m. So if you want to hop on, let me know. We'll recap the opening week of our NCAA playoffs and then talk about our Week 10 matchups and how bad I had beaten Jacob. So... That's all I got tonight for you. As a reminder, we've got the playoffs going. Always 
start your studs. I forgot one thing. Ooh, what's up? Bills, definitely better than the Eagles. Good night. See ya.